Tell me all your dreams, baby. Turning up the watts, give me all the feels, baby. Let me try your tears, give me Just because we're already talking about stuff that's Yeah, yeah, go crazy. Um, so, I wait, what was I talking about? Uh, I was talking about Auntie's Diaries. Oh, yeah, so, to my awareness, that's the first song that has ever been put out in hip-hop, ever, about... That. Transgender yeah. Yeah. in a yeah. non-derogatory way. Yeah. yeah. Like, to talk about it in a way that puts humanity to that experience. Yeah. Right. And to say, like, you know, I come from this culture. I come from this perspective. Mm-hmm. But due to my experience with a human being. Yeah. I can, I'm, I'm okay with this. I, I understand it because I know you. And, like, yeah. and, it, when you, and that's the whole thing about, like, all the, all the discrimination all in the world, all was, the racism in the world, all the hatred in the world is, like, when you get to know people, people are people. Right. People are just people. I got something for that. Because oh. I talk to Jerry about it all the time. Because um, we just watched... Uh, fuck. Uh, Sni- American, American Sniper. Sniper. Yeah. He okay. Okay. yet, so I, I haven't watched Okay, it. so... Chris um, Kyle. Yeah. I think I have seen that. Was that the one about them trying to get uh, Osama Bin Laden out of the... Is that yeah, not was, that one? It wasn't Osama Bin Laden. Which one is that? Oh, that's Zero Dark Thirty, isn't yeah. it? That's Zero Dark Thirty. It was 30, about yeah. the Marine who had gotten, uh, he had like gotten the most because he was the considered the most deadly sniper in American history. Ever. And um, then he ended up getting killed by a veteran. That he was helping out. <gasps> uh, after he retired. Yeah. yeah. Wow. What so, a twist like, of fate. My God. So a big part of like, because I noticed like I was watching how he talk about people in the movie, right? I told Jared, I was like, a big part of the reason why I think he's comfortable, like, like he's able to do what he does is because of the fact that if you notice when he talks, uh, a lot of times when he talks about um, people in Afghanistan, people in the uh, Middle East, stuff like that, in the war zone, mm-hmm. he marks them as an other. other. Yeah. So because they are right. an other, he can compartmentalize it and accept that he's killing these people. Yes. Because of the fact yes. that they are an other. The other only times where he had a problem with that was when he was killing a kid. Right. Um, he made it humane. And that's and why then, travel's so important. Yeah. yeah. That's the kind of thing that I'm kind of talking about. When you realize, like, and you experience life... Yeah. Like other people experience life, or even get a taste of it in mm-hmm. some way, or experience someone and try to see the world through their eyes. Yeah, like right. you, the danger comes when you can see people as not people. Yeah. That's, when you can see people hard. as an object or as an idea. That's heavy. Yeah. Because that's why misogyny. You yep. see women as an object. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You yeah. don't see them as people who think and feel the way you do. I'm right. not saying this about y'all. Right. But like, right, right. That's but where it comes from. Right. Racism. Racism. You don't see people of different skin color as people the way that you are. Mm -hmm. Exactly. You see an idea of someone and a set of traits that have been portrayed to you in the media or from your family or from, you know, so it's like it, when you can remove the humanity from someone, it becomes a very dangerous place. And I think the internet has really heightened that, especially because now you can talk to somebody over the internet and never see their face ever, never (laughs) been in person with them ever. And so it's a lot easier to say some shit to somebody that you've never met and, and never to criticize and never will meet and criticize. Anybody can say some shit to somebody yeah. like that. There's no repercussions. Yeah. Yeah. You're not having to live with what you said with them. You don't right. have to look at that person. You don't have to, face. Them. You don't have to deal with <laughs> right. them. Like, like this is stupid, but yeah. like the Kardashians, even yeah. just watching right. like the Kardashian season, I don't, I've never watched it before, but mm-hmm. I watched the new season mm-hmm. and like seeing how like Khloe Kardashian was so affected by like, She's afraid to literally do interviews now. She has anxiety wow. because of the... Not yeah, even about the interview itself, but what people are going to say after. Say, yeah. Because of how critical they are about yeah. every single thing. Right. And it's like... Everything's offensive now. Everything, everything is yeah, questioned. It's like, 
You it's can't have just an like there's no because we're not meeting people in person. We don't yeah. know their intentions. Right. That's a good. And one. it's like That's you because one. I know your intentions. There's right. things that you can say to me that other people can't, can't say, say to me. Yeah. yeah. Because I know that your intentions are good. Right. Yeah. And so I think that's the, the hard thing with the internet is like you don't if you don't know the person in real life you don't know their intentions. You don't know their intentions. You don't know their so thoughts. when they're saying How something, it's yeah. easy to take it the wrong way because yeah. you don't know where they're coming from on one side, but on mm-hmm. the other side, there's also people who are just out there living out their childhood trauma, throwing it at other right. people yes. online because mm-hmm. they can. So yeah. let me put it let me because it's great that you say that. All right. Yeah. I have white friends, I have black friends, I have yeah. et cetera. All right. When a white friend of mine makes a racist joke, right? Right. I know this person. Right. I know where their heart is. Right. So I don't care if they say that. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, like, like I don't take offense to it because I know the context of what they're saying. I can read how the person is talking right. and whether they mean harm or not. Right. All right. But. But that's still a moment where, like, you say something. Yeah. Right. Versus, like, but that's the difference when you say something on the internet. And that's, like, a big right. problem, I think, of how people work. Is that if I don't know you personally or I don't have any investment in you right. and the first time I've ever heard about you, God forbid somebody said something negative about right. you, I'm only going off of that. Right. So you talk yeah. about like the Kardashians being afraid to like do That's all you know like of them. Yep. Because like I personally, I'll tell Jared all the time. Because like, you don't, don't know have, them as people. I don't know no. them as people, but I have no opinion about any Kardashian. Your first impression no. of them is what you see. Yeah. Right. And you and go off of that automatically. I'll see people get so pissed off about Kardashians and stuff like that. I'll like see they were like. The plague of like humanity. Because like again, it's not the humanity; it's right. the principle. It's people the are princi- upset at the fact that they're an icon for the reason they're yeah. an icon. Yeah. They're not upset at the people themselves. And so I'll be like, I don't really see because like, if I don't know you as a person, and I don't really like, I don't, I'm not the type of person like I don't be on TMZ and stuff like that. So I don't right. know anything like right. about these people. Right. I go purely based off of the few short snippets that I've ever happened to hear. Right. And I know like they've had some hot takes about things. I know people got on uh, Kim Kardashian because she had said something about like going back to work and stuff like that. But I also know that I had heard about her, her going to school and then like she failed her bar. She does work her ass off though. Uh, like you watch a little bit of the snow, she's working her ass off. Yeah. Like so it's she like, didn't get there for no reason. I right. can't sit here and tell you like this person doesn't have value or like to just right. write, wipe them off entirely because I'll be like, my next question then becomes, well, what do you do? What right. have you done? You're not you in her position. At the end of the day, she's yeah. living. She's living in Hollywood Hills. Exactly. She's living in Calabasas. Where are you living? She knows how Durham? to break <laughs> at myself. Not Durham. <laughs> and so it like, is. I'll sit there and I'll be like, not Durham. Is it coming from a place of you don't like certain aspects of this person, or is it coming from a place of this person has qualities that you wish that you had? Because I'm a big person. I, I tell Jerry about this all the time. I'll be like. I think a big part of the reason why like people get canceled so much nowadays is because on the whole people are miserable. Oh yeah. And because people are miserable, misery loves company. company. Yeah. Right? So you have people. a bunch of miserable people, all right? Mm-hmm. And society I think, is I think it is that. I agree with that, but I also think it's that it's a high horse moment. Mm. Because you say like too. I don't use that language, so and I would never approve of anyone using that language. And that's true. I do like. There's a lot of times where I do think it is good that now we hold each other accountable, accountable in some yeah. sense for what we say and how. We but say I do it. think that there's, you should hold someone accountable. Mm-hmm. And but if they apologize and that behavior changes, that's all you can ask from Why anybody. Why are you trying to beat them into the ground? So yeah, right. I feel like that the hatred and the bullying doesn't fix the original problem. But at that point, I would argue they're not looking to fix the problem anymore. They weren't from the beginning. Any so day. I think, mm-hmm. and that's kind of what like about your thing. Like the thing about knowing someone is if they say something that's off to you like for example like the racist joke like you're saying you have that moment where you can be like 
I know you didn't mean that in this way, but this is how it came off to me, and this is how it's going to come off to other people. You have a moment to say, from my experience or from whatever experience you're talking from, like, that's going to come off this way to certain groups of people. And you, as a a friend and, like, as a person, like, you want people to be aware of that because... At the, most of the time, the people that are saying it aren't trying, sure. especially when they're people you know. They're not trying to come off that way. They're trying to be funny. You're trying right. to do that. Exactly. But don't realize that sometimes stuff is not funny when it's at other people's expense. expense. Yeah. And, like, unfortunately, like, a lot of American humor is that. Right. Yeah. It's humor at other people's expense. All of it. Other people's the shame. Almost, other people's exactly. pain. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, a lot of it is not really humor right. for humor's mm-hmm. sake. It's mm-hmm. like... You're laughing it's, at them. Right, you're laughing at yeah. someone. And mm-hmm. so I think, like, there has to be that line, you know, that, like... Yeah. But I think that, like, the internet has made that more difficult. So oh, media so has made that more difficult. And it becomes more distorted because of the fact yeah. that, like, I can make a joke. Like, I'll make a joke about... I'm black. I make jokes about black people all the time. Right. I make jokes about white people all the time. Yeah. I make jokes about people in general. Right. But I don't do it with ill intent. Right. And the problem where that comes in, right... It's people not knowing you. People don't know, know you. you. Right. Yeah. So, like, if you don't know me, you only have what you think, think. I meant. There you go. Right. And there you go. From your of, point of from view. From your exactly. point of view. And right. if you've only ever dealt with people, like, all right, you never really dealt with black people like that. You're an Asian person. You never right. really dealt with black, people, with black people like that. You see one black guy who makes, like, a joke about Asian people. And you think that he hates Asian people because you've only, you, you don't, you only know the character of the person. Right. So... And this is on the internet. This isn't like right. I'm sitting here talking to you and having a conversation with right. you. Mm-hmm. This is like on the internet. Right. So you're not dealing with me. You're dealing with the idea of me. me. Mm-hmm. And also right. the problem comes because really like when people are meeting you online, they're meeting what you posted online. They're not meeting all of you. They're meeting exactly. what you're presenting. Pre- Ooh, they're I like that. snapshots. They're like meeting that. what you're presenting. Yeah. And so like that's what I... Like I Honestly, like, for a while, I would never post anything on Instagram when I was, like, sad or when I was, like, upset or anything vulnerable. And Me then, too. like, finally, I was, like, started, not, like, publicly, but, like, on my close yeah. friends, like, my, oh, like, boy. 60 close friends boy, that I'm, like, the closest to. Crazy on them. Yeah, my close friends is, like, <laughs> but, yeah, not even crazy, but, but facts, just, though. like, It'd be facts, it's real shit. But, Way like, real. I'm not, it's stuff that I'm, I don't want everybody because I don't, everybody doesn't know no. me. Yeah. So I don't want it to be taken the wrong Listen. way, but like vulnerability wise, all my close friends would be like, Listen. today I hardly I woke up. Today I'm yeah. in the same clothes I was in from yesterday and yeah. I'm depressed as shit. So know that although I'm posting all this, all my people that I know, it's not pretty all the time. Yeah. Right. It doesn't like, just because I'm putting shit out and putting art out and putting music out, right. that's cool. But like, it doesn't mean I'm not also really having a hard time. Yeah. And I, I will say this, not to cut you off, but I no, will you're say good. this. Um, I think I've hit you up like three or four times just yeah. listening to what you were saying. It was yeah. like, I needed that today because yeah. I'm going through something similar or yeah. something along those lines. So, like, I appreciate the vulnerability. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And also, perfect segue. This is Blue Shades podcast. I know we kind of vibe. <laughs> <laughs> we we, kind of we like, jumped um, right we in this bitch. Right in. <laughs> Um, you already know we've already been talking for three hours this is good. <laughs> we're having a good old time this is Jared you already know this is Rocky and we got our special guest the one and only CJ Miss Monet over there that is me <laughs> you wouldn't be here without her listen alright hey. she is the author of our third book yep and listen we wouldn't we, we wouldn't started Blue Shades without CJ, um, from our very first book, even before the first book, just the idea, she um helped us build so much, so much. Um, one of the brick layers of how we are. Where how we did are y'all today. find me? 
at first. Who was it that connected Bianca. That's who it was. Yeah, I went to school with a Bianca. That's with, crazy. Um, yeah, with Bianca. We need to think Bianca. Shout oh, out Bianca. I, right. <laughs> in elementary school, I went, to, I went to school with her up to like uh, fourth, fifth grade, and then everybody just like, because we got a private school. Yeah, no, she's like one of the nicest people, and I've literally only talked to her a handful of times. Birthday. That's wild. Yeah, I know, right? So she, because um, she was messing with my clothing brand, so like, yeah. when we was doing all that. Um, she was like, yeah, you should um, check out, because I asked her about, she did a graduation hat. Yeah, I did her grad cap, and then I think I did a Drake portrait for her, too. Yeah, and I was like, who is that? He was like, oh, it's CJ. Go s-. And she sent it. The rest is history. Rest is history. <laughs> and here we are. The GOAT. <laughs> I've been waiting for this one. Um, that's why we dived in so so beautifully. Yeah. Um, I've been waiting for this one. Cause, like, this is a conversation that's been used in the making. Right. <laughs> right. She it's never so- really stopped. We just keep I mean, talking. Yeah. Facts. <laughs> Facts. We, was talking we just recording this, it now. Like, right. Recording it now. Y'all like, missed yeah. all the good stuff. No, yeah. I'm joking. But, um, CJ, go ahead and introduce everything you do. I know we're oh, going to dive into a little bit. But... Uh, I am CJ Monet. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Right now, I am a visual artist. Yes. I am a musician, singer, musician. Mm-hmm. Um, Talk to him. Big time. And, <laughs> and also a writer. Because mm. as they said, I do have a book with yes. Blue Shades. Yeah. After some. After, after some. some Make sure which means, if uh-huh. you're interested, after some is all the things, all the decisions, kind of like a pinball machine that bring you to exactly where you are right now and how, like, mm. not one of them could have been different to bring you exactly where you are. Like, every single thing that's happened has had a purpose to get you here. So. After some. Make that sure being said, here we are. <laughs> right. <I'm all> right. <laughs> right. Check it out. Yeah. At com. Yes. Um, and also, CJ, your website. CJMonetArt.com. There you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, Available on either of our websites. You know what I'm Y'all saying? Have, yeah, we, we both have it up. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. either website. Yeah. That shit ain't never coming down. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, I'm going to die. still going to be up there. You feel me. You feel me. <laughs> like when I'm 95. Listen, I'm putting it in a frame. I Look, still got shoot. my signed copy. I'm weak. I still got mine. Um, <laughs> But yeah, there is so much that I want to get into. Um, well, dive in. Yeah. Dive on in. Yeah. <laughs> um, is it bad that I want to sing like I'm about to dive in. I, I, I can't, I can't <laughs> sing. So I was going to do a little oh, trace. Every time I hear that, I just hear the trace. And then you got to do the splash. <laughs> Do that part. <laughs> I want to do a little riff shit, but I'm I'm not about to hurt myself like that. Look, but. I don't want to do it on live podcast because on the off chance I fuck it up, I don't really want that to be I recorded. Feel, I feel, I feel. It's all good. It's all good. Oh God, I don't need that saved. But but um, see if you don't mind us asking CJ, what what you got working on? What, what, what's the latest thing you've been working on? If or is it still hush hush? No, no. So right now I'm working on The Garden, which mm. is an EP that I've been working on for like a good year now. Honestly, I took like a three-year hiatus, two-year right. two year hiatus mm. from making music, uh, pandemic, all of that. Right. It's just all that a mess. lovely time, right? Right. Um, and everyone's like, oh, you can just make art. And it's like, mm, you know, it's Not just like... Not fulfilling enough. Need it's just more. like, uh, God, the pandemic was just depressing. It's yeah, like, I, mean, I don't even like... I was scared, you mm-hmm. know? Like, we were scared. It's, like, right. the first time this ever happened. I'm not thinking about, like, For sure. making music. I'm, like, worried about my grandma who has a heart like, condition. Mm-hmm. I'm worried about my mom. I'm wor- right. You know, like, because right. they're working in person, like, right. you know? So, at that point in time. But, anyway, uh, bunny trail. <laughs> um, but, yeah. So, I'm working on the garden. Mm-hmm. It's dedicated to my mom and my grandma, inspired by be- being raised in the South with mm-hmm. a garden growing up and how that, like, 
that process really influenced how I go about my craft now. Ooh, I like that. Um, even just down to like the idea of like knowing that you're gonna have to work really hard and not everything is gonna not everything is gonna grow the way you think right. it will. Or be pretty. Or be pretty. Yeah. Not everything is gonna work out. You know, there's a lot of factors that are outside of your control in life. Right. Yep. And right. like for example, like the last year we had the garden last year, mm-hmm. bunnies ate the whole thing. Damn. You know, just like on some random you know, Damn whatever. bunnies. Damn bunnies. We got <laughs> a We got a fence this year, baby. <laughs> but anyway, um but yeah, just like the idea that there are things that we need. Like, right. they have to be watered. They right. have to be able to receive sunlight. Mm-hmm. There's also things outside of your control that can mess stuff up. Right. Yeah. Like a, but a, you have to put in that work. And come push away seeds right. and things like that. Yeah. But just like life, you got to put in the work and, right. and wait for it to pay off. It mm-hmm. may pay off, it may not. But you right. can't, like, you cannot figure that out beforehand. There's right. no way to know. You just that. have to do it on faith. I, don't, I, don't, I love you, Star. I love you said that because... Yeah. Um, a lot of, we talked about it a little bit on the um, time we interviewed Soul, but um, mm-hmm. a lot of, like, kids coming up nowadays, like, it's hard for them to have faith right? in stepping out and doing their own thing. Um, I, I want you to, like, talk about a little bit of your experience of being, I do, can I say full-time artist? Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, yeah. So, um, full-time artist, whether it's your art for sure, painting and drawing and things like that, graphic design. And your music, like, what keeps what keeps your faith through all this, you know, when society is like, go get a job, go do this, this, and this, do this how we want you to do it. You know what I'm saying? Like, we was talking about earlier. The I think race. having a job. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Honestly, like, I got out of graduation, right? So I did art. I was, like, full-time living at home. I basically told myself, like, I wasn't even in art. Mm-hmm. I was pre-med. Wow. wow. I have a neuroscience degree that I don't use. Oh, damn. That's what the degree. Yeah, I have a neuroscience and art history degree, but Mm. I added the art history because my junior year, I kind of had this crisis where I started studying for the MCAT, and as I was studying, I'm like, I'm not even interested in anything that I'm reading. Wow. And, you know, I'm just sitting there, and I'm like, kind of having like a crisis Crisis. of belief moment, Mm -hmm. like, what? Like All this time. I am not, yeah, I put all this time in, and like, why have I been doing this? I've been doing this because... I thought that's what I should be doing. You know when you grow up and like you're in the high achieving class or whatever. It's like they're like, oh, you need to be a doctor. You need to be a, Mm -hmm. you know. So I was doing that. that Right. So I was doing that because I could do it, not because I wanted Wanted to to do it. And Mm -hmm. so kind of had to have that crisis of belief and realize like it doesn't, choosing what you love is never going to be a bad choice. Yeah. I like that. Because like I think. Especially when I first told my mom, like, her comment was, you're going to be, like, wasting your intellect so, to do mm, art instead of this. And I'm like, mm, but ju- I can put that same intellect, intellect into my into how I do the art, into yes. my concepts, into the way that I speak about my art. Definitely. And so I think, like, into my music. Right. So, like, I think the arts is often, like, because it doesn't pay as much. Right. It's like, unless you're at a high level. Right, right, right. That it's it means less or that it matters yeah, less. And I think like, especially the pandemic proved to everybody how important mm-hmm. art was. You ain't lying. Cause yeah. when you had nothing to do, what were you doing? Art. You were listening to music. <laughs> Something with you art. were watching movies. Something with you know, games. All art. You're playing games. All art. Like I mean, every bit everything of entertainment. Is art in everything. Everything. Yeah. Everything. And it's like what we're turning to, especially in times where it's hard is that. Yeah. And so it's like, Wow, that's art has a lot of power beyond like a lot of healing power and a lot of like connectivity between people because it's mm-hmm. like you can feel that someone understands you just off like of a that. song. 
I like that. That's just nice. off of a piece of art. And like right. to feel understood as a human being in this crazy ass experience and you're we're not all alone. living. You feel as if you're not alone. Right. Yeah. That mm. is yeah. priceless. Yeah, I agree. 100%. That's priceless. That's just made me think of something. So 100%. it's like, I think, I don't even, God, I lost my bunny track. <laughs> you lost your bunny track. This is what always happens to me. I'm like in mid conversation and I'm like, oh yeah, that was, lose where you was yeah, at. I'm like, man, we're off so far. I don't it's even know good. where I started good. at, but it's all good. Yeah. Like, yeah, everything is art. Everything is art. Truly. And I, I feel like, um, oh, you were asking how I got started. Yeah. yeah, yeah yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Me bunny trailing. I was going to get, I was going to so get then, you back there. In the middle of the pandemic, right, right, right. or the start of the pandemic, mm-hmm. I get this job being a secretary at Mercedes Benz, right? Sweet, sweet. So, I feel like I, I, feel like I remember this. Little yeah. Little and it was like, nobody sue me. <laughs> um, the worst job I've ever. ever had. Got you. And I've only had one. So, you know, that, well, <laughs> I mean, I've, okay, I've had more than one because I've worked at art camps right, and right, art right. jobs and all that kind of stuff. But, like, as far as like, it was just, I realized that, like, I literally felt like I was getting completely, like, zapped. It, I don't know. It was weird. It was, like, I would come home and my, like, social energy was gone because I'm very introverted. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as, like, I'm extroverted when I'm talking to people. Right, like, right. I come off as, like, extroverted, I think. But, mm-hmm. like, I need my self-recharge time. time and, yeah, like, yeah. being a, the per- first person that people are talking to at any establishment, you're it's getting a, a whole bunch of crap. Because they already they think you in. know yeah. right. They think you know the answers, and I'm like, bro, I get paid eleven dollars an hour. I don't know what's going on here. I just pick up the phone. <laughs> um, but that's not a great answer for a lot of people. They don't right. like that. So right. I got cussed out a lot. It was just like you know, it was a lot. And finally, I was just like, if I'm gonna do it, mm-hmm. I need to just bite the bullet and just quit and just see if I can do, it. do this full time on my own, like and live on my own. Right. So I quit. In the middle of the pandemic, which was like in Sheesh. hindsight, was like, what Crazy. the, what yeah. are you doing? Um, it was bold. It was giving risky. Um, <laughs> it was risky. giving very risky business. <laughs> but <laughs> it all ended up working out. Oh That's the thing, God. though. I feel like the biggest thing is you can't be afraid to take risks. Because yeah. if you are afraid mm-hmm. to take risks, you are never. You can't move forward. Like, you, I love. Like, you can't. What's the, what's the saying, Rocky? Um, I mean, you can't. The, the turtle. turtle only makes yeah, the turtle when his neck sticks up. Yep. And it's most vulnerable when his neck is out. Yeah. Right. It's crazy. But yep. it's the only way it can move. Which mm-hmm. fun fact, did you know the turtles can't fully retract into their shells? That's hilarious. I think I did see that. Also somewhere. their shells have nerves on them. They can what? feel it when you mess with their shell. <gasps> yeah, turtles went from complete badasses to me that I was just kinda like, that seems like a bit of a liability. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> and that is why rabbit we don't trail. have a turtle as a pet. <laughs> A rabbit shell? They don't even have shells. I said rabbit trail. That was oh, another, oh, I thought you said rabbit shell. Rabbit and I was trail. like, now we are really on one. Oh, my goodness. But, um, circle back to the, um, to the art. I think I, I think I did. Yeah, so all that to say, basically, like, I hated that job so much that I was like, I am going to make this work because I cannot do this to myself. Sink or swim, at least I ain't doing this. Right, because, I mean, I was getting home and I didn't even have the energy to talk to my mom. Because at that point, I was living at home. That was in the two-year span where I was like, I'm going to give art a chance and see what happens, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. So, like, I would get home. I didn't have any any energy to, like, even talk to my mom. I didn't, Mm -hmm. like, she was like, what is going on? Like, what is up with you? Because, like, genuinely, when I say when my social battery is, like, gone, there's I have nothing left to give. And so, I'm just, I'm not going to talk. I look like I'm stone-faced. And it's like, I'm not mad. I'm not upset. I'm just, like, so drained, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, I'm like, if I'm this drained out that I can't even, I can't even paint on my days off. Like, I don't need to be doing this. Because the whole reason I was doing this was to fund what I want Want to to do. do. Mm -hmm. 
So if it's taking away from what I want to do, and, like, that's what people have to realize, like, you can have a job and still do it, but you have to make sure that you're not losing sight of the what you're trying to do. Yeah. Because yeah. I think that's what happens to a lot of people is they, like, get get a job and then it becomes something that ends up taking over their lives because they're they want to like be a good employee or whatever and like that's great but you've got to set those boundaries especially if you're somebody who wants to create like no i'm not going to work overtime this week Mm -hmm. we just had that conversation conversation. you got to set that boundary you know and i feel like the one nice thing that has really come out of the pandemic is that work workers are valued more than they were before the pandemic they're not we're still not definitely paid enough in any way shape or form i don't believe so but i do think that like there is a little more understanding in hiring, especially of like days off, of time off, of Definitely. like just the hiring practice. And I think mm-hmm. that has been good because honestly, it should have been that way before. Sure. Like mm-hmm. you, people have lives that are not your, like your job, like right. like uh, whole lives with whole situations a beyond a job. Barely making it once the uh, pandemic started that yeah. first little wave, right? Like barely. Like I was because. blessed. Luckily, I was living with my mom. Like right. you know, if I was out on my own, I would have been screwed. Yeah, yeah. Like I got lucky that it happened right after I graduated, and I happened to be at home. But right. like, it was just you yeah. know. That mess was wild. Yeah. Real wild. What was you about to say, Rocky? Oh, um, about the whole like balance of work and yeah. your passion and everything like that. Because I used to work at um Lidl. Mm-hmm. And so I actually really like Lidl. Like they're, mm-hmm. they're great people. I've heard they're a great like company to work yeah, for. Like, Lidl, Lidl, and Aldi are like I actually didn't know this, but I found out like the owner of Lidl and the owner of Aldi are brothers. They're brothers. Yeah. Oh wow, I didn't know that. Aldi is generally considered to be the one that's the easiest to work at because of the fact you generally get paid more and then have to do less. I don't know if that's the case because I never worked at Aldi. Right, but that's what I've always Touché. heard. Did you know they're brothers? Who was the brother that owns? So Trader Joe's, he has a brother that owns. Another one of them. Like, it's the same kind of deal. Like Publix um, or something? Something. I got to look it up. Anyway, keep talking. I'm sorry. <laughs> You're good. Um, and so, I had no problem with, like, the people I was working with. The job really wasn't too, too difficult overall. Right. right. Um, it was just that it's a very physically demanding job. It, working at a grocery store is a physically demanding job. You're oh, Trader keep... Joe's is owned by Aldi. Really? Oh, wow. Aldi Nord, Yeah. So it says, which was formed when the two brothers who founded the Albrecht discount chain in Germany parted ways. Mm-hmm. Aldi sued overseas Aldi U.S. operations and also owns... Trader Joe's. Oh, hold on. Aldi sued and Aldi Nord. Hold on. Okay, so one of the brothers owns Trader Joe's, the other owns Aldi. Oh, gosh. It just I don't know if Lidl them. is owned by another one of them, though. Anyway, I'm sorry. I'm on a <laughs> rabbit hole. Literally, I just get so excited about random things that I have to look them up. <laughs> I feel you 100%. I'm the same I'm like, way. Oh, yeah, God. But, like, but the issue would come up where it's like, I got to do something for, for my business. My business is always going to come first. Yeah. So, like, I can only be a half-decent employee. Like, they would always say, like, I'm one of the, oh, you know, you're one of the best employees. I'm like, I'm really not. Y'all don't understand how much I phone it in most of the time when I'm here because of the fact, like, I'm phoning it in here because I walk in and then I got to deal with all these people and then I'm like, you I'm introverted, so I get right. burnt out. Yeah. And then I go home and then, of course, like, my cousin and my business needs stuff, so, like, this needs to get done, this needs to get done. I can't do stuff while I'm at work, really. Mm-hmm. So then, like, I'm half-assing this because I'm tired. Right. And nobody's really getting the best out of me. And people don't talk about that part of it yeah. enough. Because it, it really is honestly very hard. It like, is. People... Talk about, like, oh, let your 9 to 5 fund your 5 to 9. Like, I get that, but respectfully, like, there's not enough. Like, I 
I can no. I can work for 14 hours in a day on what I want to do. Right, and be fine. And be fine. Yeah. Like, I can work for 18 hours in a day on what I want to do. Right. But, okay, I take that back. I need my sleep. It's a little much. I'm lying about that. <laughs> um, you get what she meant, though. She yeah, yeah, yeah. You get what I'm trying to say. Yeah. But, like, I could not work. I was working, what, eight or ten hours for them, and then was coming home and was, like, Dude. absolutely wrecked. Like, just Sheesh. could not. And I'm like, people don't talk about how, like, jobs affect introverts enough. Because, mm. like, a lot of jobs, especially customer service-wise, require you. To, to interact with people. people and to yeah. do it in a way that is very energetic in the sense that, like, yeah. like you have to do it with a smile. You have, like, I don't have the, in it. like, the number of times I was told as a secretary by the men who worked in that shop, smile, darling, you'll look better. I'm just sitting here. Why do I need to be smiling? smiling? You work here, too. <laughs> yeah, that's You're true. not smiling. Yeah. Why are you telling me that? Hell, that a different small. standard. Yeah, I was like, and then... Mm, yeah. It was, you know, it's just, uh, <laughs> just that. yeah. Don't talk. Don't talk, talk no. to them. She said, uh, no. God. You know, it's just like, all right. But, yeah. And, mm. you know, it's it's really difficult to do both and, like, have the energy for both. You yeah. have, one has to fall more at, like, you. something got to give. Something's got to give, you mm. know. And, like, there's an ebb and flow to life. There's going to be times mm. when you're working more. But, but that, that would be my biggest advice to, like, entrepreneurs and anybody trying to do their own thing. Like, if you're working a job too, just make sure that job is not draining you to the point that you can't actually do yeah. what you want to be doing because then like what there's literally no point. You need Facts. to find a job that allows you to do yeah. what, what you're you want to do. Right. If you if you wanted to have a job. Right. I don't look I don't have a job, don't have a job. Whatever works best for you, you to get done what you want to get done. I remember like it was yesterday when I told him about like because like all right, so I'm a terrible employee most of the time. I'm not going to hold you. <laughs> I'm weird. Really not you spilling your own tea on this podcast. <laughs> I, don't, I don't put in. Always do. It's like, the only way to do it. I don't really like <laughs> put in like I need two to weeks listen to all of these now so I can hear all of the things Always. that Rocky's told on I himself. I made myself unhired. Listen. <laughs> unhired? <laughs> like, like, well, shit, this better work out. You're screwed. It, <laughs> if it doesn't, I'm fucked. But like, I don't really put in like two weeks or anything like that. Most places I've worked, I'd hate it. Yeah. I, I will put in that stipulation. I've hated most places I work. Most people most, do. People don't talk about that enough. Yeah. Nobody, most and people so, hate their fucking job. And I didn't really like the people I work with, so I didn't put in two weeks. I like the people who leave it, though. Okay. I thought that, like, the business was run very professionally. Yes, I have my grips. Everybody has their grips. Right. There's always going to be stuff that's bad. But, like, right. overall, the people I worked with, the mm-hmm. good and the bad, mm-hmm. my managers, I didn't hate any of my managers and stuff like that. Yeah. So it was like, even though... I am exhausted and I got other things I need to do. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give y'all two weeks. Right. right. I gave them my two weeks. And then after that, I parted ways with them and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, like, when you're trying to walk that line, yeah, you have to understand the business, like, like, like. The company that you're working for, they want 110%. Yeah. And your business demands 120%. Right. All the time. <laughs> the math is the math, and you're not going to have enough. Something is going and to give. give. Yeah. I remember, like, yep. my, like, my second to last day um, when I was about to leave, this one chick came up to me. I'll never forget it. She told me <laughs> I was going to be back in oh, yeah, two yeah, months. Boy, I love that. Wow. She told Don't me, you like, love when be... people tell you stuff you can prove wrong? like, you're going to run out of money because like, I told him, like, you know, I saved a little bit of money so I could do business stuff and I'm right. just going to come back. I'm just going to go back to work so much. later on. Mm-hmm. And then she was like, you, you're going to be back. You know, like, you're going to run out of money and then you're going to need a job and then you're going to be right back here. Because people say that because that's what they've been taught to think. Exactly. Yep. And I just, I was like, thank you. Just I projecting. Just I projecting. Need, you know, they're projecting, right. I needed that. because I'm. And people say that because they don't have... 
People say that because they do not have the courage to do it. To do yeah. it. Yeah. And it's like, honestly, and like people have made this excuse, like I can't pay my bills if I do it. You, when you give yourself no other option but to, to succeed or fail, please talk to him, CJ. And you can only succeed or fail based on your own um, actions. Talk to him, CJ. Look, where's your character at? Talk to him. Because you're gonna find it real quick. Real quick. If you don't, if if you need somebody to tell you what to do, then you're never gonna be a good entrepreneur. Because Thanks. honestly, like. You have to have the self-intrinsic motivation to get up every morning when no what? one's telling you to go to work. What? And get up like you have a job. What? And work that shit until you're tired. Please you know, and like talk to I don't us. I'm not saying the grind culture. I'm not saying like work yourself to death. completely to death. Like yeah, you, yeah. the reason I don't have a job is because I like I can't I can't do it and contribute what I'm doing to my job. Like I would rather give more to my job or more to my job, more more to my art and more Mm -hmm. to myself. And like, at least I'm building something for myself. Talk to him. I'm not helping someone else build their dream. You know, like I'm building mine Mm -hmm. and like, that is something to be proud of. I'm like, look, if I'm eating ramen noodles four times this week, that's cool with me. Listen, cause I'm not having to clock in at 8am in the morning. Please talk to him. And, and work for somebody else. And like other people value other things. But like the thing about working a job is that like, the business, the flow that's always going to happen is you're going to be fighting to make time for your business. You're not yeah. fighting to make time for work because you have to be there. Have to be there. So like, it takes a lot of a lot of really like just difficult. It's difficult to do both. It's very difficult yeah. to do both. It's and I respect any and everyone who does both. Genuinely, I don't know how you do it because it. it's a lot. You know, like I, I mean, I I respect it a lot. <laughs> I, I, respect I don't know what else to say. Truly, like. Because, look, I could not do it. I'm with you. I'm with you. Part of that's I just hate being told what to do. You're not the only one. You're not the only one. I cannot stand being told what to do. Because I'm always thinking about, like, that could be done so much. Thank you. Do I have a problem? Is this a control problem? Or do I just see the flaws in other people's stupidity? They'll tell me to do something, and then I'll be like, think about it for a minute. I'll be like, that doesn't make any sense. sense. Like, I could do this in five minutes this way, but you're telling me to do it this way for 20 minutes. This isn't solving the problem. We can get all these pallets of work done if we just work together as a unit rather than you just sending this person over here with this pallet, this person over here with this pallet, this person over here with this pallet. Then I have to go back and forth, back and forth. But we could have done it because I've seen it happen before. Okay, I'm sorry. No, no. I've seen it happen before. Working together as a team works. Works. So if we work as a team, we can get it done. But people get get, um, the people in power. They end up taking advantage of the power. And that's why we can't work as a team most times. You know what I'm saying? Whether it's in social social instances. You know what I'm saying? Like uh, employee needs needs to come help here well i can't because they're staring at me to get this done you know what i'm saying so they don't delegate properly because they're misusing the power that they have yeah. you feel me and i only been to one job but you know Bro. <laughs> like i said then like i would just think i was like i understand why you're doing this i understand the thought process behind this but this isn't going to help you right you could do this and if you did it this way then we'd probably be better off for you mm-hmm. if you just had people work on one thing like one pallet of items to get it out that way all of the items get out because what happens is people put things in the wrong places because they're trying to rush from point A to point B to get all these pallets done. Mm-hmm. Then you'd have all the pallets done. So you wouldn't have to front load all of it on the morning crew or back load all of it on the night crew so right. they could get their regular duties done. So Making it hard for everybody else. Right, yeah. exactly. exactly. Well, like, y'all well, and kind of what we were talking about too before this even started, started recording was right. like the we were talking about like people aren't going to value your time unless oh, yeah, you value no, no, your yeah. time. 
So, like, if you do the bare minimum as an employee working just a basic job, you're not going to get fired doing the bare minimum. minimum. I learned that, too. Don't go over and above. Like, I know that sounds bad, but do not go over and above. Because I would do that. Because people will take as much as you give them. Yep. Especially if you're... the same amount. And they will pay you the same amount. Yo, and you'll be pissed off that you're doing all this, and the person over here is doing is got it's, the same and getting paid the same thing. Paid. Exactly. There was this boy. So with, I ain't never gonna say no names, but like I worked with a dude, right? And he got hired on around the same time I got hired on. Jared and mm-hmm. And this mo- this man used to like come in late. Yeah. He would come in and like get argumentative with the bosses. He would come in and get argumentative with the with the customers and make them scared because he'd be loud for no reason. You would tell him to do something and he wouldn't do it or he'd forget to do it for no reason because he ran off to do something else entirely. This man did not get fired until like a couple weeks before I left. I honestly thought he was going to be there That's crazy. after I left. But then like he ended up, eventually they got to a point where like they just had enough is enough. And I've seen people that were better than him that got fired for different things. Yeah. Just because of the fact that they would set the bar high and then like they wouldn't show out the way they needed to one day or like right. something outside Can't of their keep control up with the, where the bar is right. they get axed right and then this man is like half-assing it for the same paycheck and he's just he's smooth sailing for the longest time if he just like did right. the bare minimum he would have never got fun well and that's like and i think too like part of having that job with me like realizing like they're valuing an hour of my life at 11 dollars. Mm-hmm. that's crazy ain't it? like i just I'm sitting life. Uh, an hour of my life just eleven for eleven dollars. Right. I'm right. like I should value myself more than that. Right. Can't even I, and I love it. I love it because I was about to ask you. I was like, how did you learn how to value yourself? Because I find like that's that's been hard. Yeah, I, it's been hard. A lot of people struggle with that. And I think for me, honestly, it was like one too many times someone not respecting my time or like mm-hmm. giving me. It was just like one too many times. Mm-hmm. And also, like, just, like, really, like, going through the healing process and, like, mm-hmm. learning what, like, mm-hmm. nobody is going to, no one's going to give you what you don't ask for. Yep. Closed mouths don't get fed. Closed mouths don't get fed. Mm-hmm. But also, like, if you do not demand what you're worth, there are going to be people who, like, laugh at your prices. Like, my oh, yeah, prices are very reasonable. I think so. Oh, yeah, I think They're so. very, honestly, way too reasonable for the it amount is. of time it and, is, you that I put in. You do a lot. But... People still laugh at them. Yeah. And, like, I have learned I can't take that personally. Because yeah. those people are like, oh, that's way too much. I'm like, bro, I'm literally paying myself less than $8 an hour right. to do this for you. Right. So, but because I love what I do so much, I would rather I would rather do that on my time. Yeah. And do it the way that I want to do it when I want to do it than get right. paid $11 an hour and take nothing away. Right. So. That's crazy. No. You that's know, like. Yeah. That's kind of like how I view it. It's like at least I'm building something that can like build for me like long term. Right. right. Um, but yeah, it is risky. It is scary. And if and if you're not honestly, if you're not ready to be all in, we were talking about this too. Yep. If you're not yeah. ready to dive out <laughs> what you want to do, for it. <laughs> you might not. I want to rethink this. Yeah, like yeah. and not physically die, but yeah, like yeah, yeah. you really Figurative. have to be so committed and like because you can't give up on the first no. Yeah. Like, one thing my mom told me that's really stuck with me is, like, this thing. Because I remember I applied for this job right after graduation. And I was hoping, it was honestly, it was like a research job. And I was like, I'm going to try to get this research job. And then I'll do the art on the side. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't get the research job. And mm-hmm. at the time, I was, like, so mad about it. Right. Mm-hmm. But now I'm realizing, like, oh, that's because I wasn't 
I wasn't supposed to get it. Right. But okay. what she told me was like, you should write out a sheet with a hundred no's mm. and expect a hundred no's before a yes. Because then any yes you get before the hundredth no, the hundredth is a surprise. Hmm. She's like, there's going to be a lot of no's and you need to be able to see that kind of on paper. Yeah. And be like, there's going to be a lot of no's. I You're going to get a lot of no's. And yeah. you have to know, I think too, another big thing is like, I've <clears throat> started not taking things personally. Because mm. when you start to realize that nothing is personal and it's just people's projections onto you. Mm. And, like, it sounds all frou-frou-y hippie. It does. But, but honestly, it's, it's so true. Because, like, fact. even my own behavior. I'll see how I react to certain things. And I'm like, I'm projecting how my I own feel. insecurities mm. about that behavior that I do right. onto them doing it. Right. Now they're rethinking how they should be doing it. Right. And I'm like, I'm. that's just me uncomfortable with something about myself that I'm seeing in them. Yeah. And I'm calling them out on it because I'm not comfortable with myself. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> it wasn't even about them. Right, right. But now it was not. about me, or it was mm-hmm. about this situation I was in in my childhood, or it yep. was about, you know, it's like now when you start... carrying that, too. And exactly. And it affects their thought pattern or how right. they might make the decision. So it's like, when you realize mm-hmm. that people really, like, genuinely are just operating out of what they know and what they've learned, like, you start to take things way less personally, because it's not about you. 90% right. of the time, if you're not a bad person, it's not about you. And you know mm-hmm. if you're a bad person or not. Right. Are you doing people dirty? Right. If you're doing people dirty, then it is about, about you. you. <laughs> about but if you're just living your life and people are getting upset, and what a, it's not about you. Mm-hmm. It's about something about them. Yeah. And like not taking stuff personally has helped a lot with that, especially with a business, because Lord yeah. knows. Oh, man. You can't take stuff personally. They're going to say some... T- like we They're going to say some mean stuff. Like People say some mean stuff. We had um, the uh, Terza test. Yeah. Terza um, test? What's that? I'm about to help you out. Oh, oh. <laughs> but, <laughs> not me asking before you even get the chance to explain. But, That's on brand. So, the... Right. The... um, There's a author that we came across. Somebody recommend them to us or whatever. So, you know, we check out their work. And grammar's awful, right? Like, right. It needs work, right? Right. It needs work. But we're still at that stage of where, like, we're taking people on. <laughs> right. We're going to try to work with you. See what we can do to make it happen, right? Mm-hmm. So, we basically you know, get back to them. We're like, Hey, this needs work. We don't mind working with you, but this needs work. Right. Um, so his response was basically like, y'all don't know what y'all talking about. That's why y'all ain't going nowhere. Um, projection. Projection. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, st- what do you say? What do you, what was the line he said? Stephen King, uh, Stephen King needed a whole, like a dozen different editors, editors. In order to make his book great. Yada, now, didn't yada, we yada. just say that we, we were editing? just talking about... Yeah. Right, but I'm sure that Stephen King didn't have that many grammatical errors. I'm just saying. That's that, a whole other thing. I think That's... Stephen King could at least put a sentence together. <clears throat> and make and was... you know, if you're writing a book, I hope you can. You know, know what I'm saying? I'm asking, you know, maybe try a different hobby. The first sentence was awful. That's, you know, that's not a good start. Like, it was capitalizing, <laughs> it capitalized blue and blue. Okay. Uh, so that doesn't, that's not, yeah. I was, there was yeah. a lot of question mm-hmm. marks. Anyways, mm-hmm. so, um, now it's, uh, we, we turn our bad things into good things. So we took right. that, that little snippet that he gave us and now it's a test for our editors. Right. To, um, I am crying. Yeah. And we call it the Terza test. <laughs> oh my it's god! I am crying. That bad, but yeah. So like, a lot of people were going to like. The reason we're on this podcast is because I was at a business event for what was it? No, it was a job fair. We went to a job fair. Yeah, and we going up to. Uh, Jared had noticed the dude at a radio station, right? So like, we go up to the dude at the radio station. Jared asked. 
the dude, the head dude mm-hmm. in the suit and tie question. Mm-hmm. You, I think you asked him, what you ask him? I was like, what made you, what made you want to get into radio? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And instead of answering That's a great the question, question. Right. We made eye-eye contact yeah. when I asked him. Instead yeah. of answering the question, the dude, his, his assistant, right. walks up and then has an application. For an internship. For an internship. Yeah. Okay. So we asked, he asked the question like clear as day. All right. So another thing we need to talk about then, because we talked about this actually before we started recording too, is gatekeeping. Ah. Because I think that's one thing that I'm really passionate about with my art and music practice is that like it is accessible. Yeah. And I think that that's also something that you guys are really passionate about. Definitely. In how you publish. Definitely. And it's one of the reasons why I love working with you guys so much because I think especially in the art world and in, like, the world in general in America, like, there's just so many gate-kept spaces that are for, yeah. like, mm-hmm. it's, the processes to do things are made very difficult to figure out and to get into, to get into mm-hmm. as yeah. a way to, like, keep only certain people from publishing exactly. or from their art being yeah, seen exactly. or from whatever. It's to keep and, the 1% the 1%. Yep, most right. And so I think, like, accessibility in art and, like, that's one thing I will say social media has absolutely flourished in yeah, definitely. is allowing artists like I would not be here without social media sure. mm-hmm. I could not sell my art the way that I do without right. social media because literally almost all of my sales are online yeah it's hard to reach other people without it yeah and so I think like that's one thing I'm really passionate about as an artist is people feeling like they're accepted and mm-hmm. like feeling like that like I value their input or like definitely. that I you know like you you see my art you comment on it like I, that means a lot to me. Right, like, and I'm right. not just saying that. Like, j- you took Genuinely, the time out of your day, to yeah, say something. to listen to my music or to yeah. comment on my art. Listen, like, Friday by CJ is still until she drops <laughs> the garden. Listen, hey, that makes me happy. Until she drops the garden, Friday is the hardest thing on this planet. You uh, know what we mean? get y'all. But, um, Check it out. Oh, Friday by CJ Monet on Spotify or Apple Music or Apple, or Apple Music or wherever or music is found. Music. I ain't gonna hold you though. I ain't gonna hold you. Though. The song you dropped recently. It was also oh, trusting me. That was also yeah. Tough. The music video should be coming out soon for that. We filmed it and it's in the editing process right oh, now, yes. so make, make that's sure really exciting. That's, pro- that's probably Thank gonna be you, the intro man. song right there. I ain't gonna lie hey, to you. Hey, that's fine with me. Yeah, but um, but I know yeah. that's kind of that song is a better taste of like my newer sound. Yeah, because yeah. I think I my sound is a, it's not even that it's a newer sound. I just think I've really like I understand my voice now, mm. and I understand like how. I'm not trying to sound like anyone else. Whereas before I was like, oh, I need to be a little less deep or a little less raspy because it sounds too manly. Mm. And then... I don't know who the hell told you that. I don't know who told you that. They were lying to you. Right. But I mean, I do have a lower voice for a girl though. I mean, in certain songs. I I can say that. Like I can go higher, but there are parts where I have, you know, lower and it... Because I'm... Somebody asked me on my Instagram story, is that a dude singing? Wow. Are you serious? I'm dead ass. Yeah. And so I was like, and like, that's not the first time. It's been like a couple times. But mm-hmm. when you don't see me, you right. guys have seen me. So you right, know right, that it's me. True. We have a different impression. And so yeah. like, I think for a while I was self-conscious about that. So I was like, I don't want to, you know, like do too much. But then I was like, you know what? Like, this is, my voice sounds that way. And yeah. like, it is different and it's unique. And just because people don't expect me to sound like that doesn't mean that I should try to sound any different. Exactly. Like I need to just really lean into that and into like you. the biggest thing like going like and working with the people I'm working with now like working with Roxmas Prime uh working that's literally his name oh my god name. he's like my uncle now I love him to death Lowski okay um shout out J Av all shout them out. I gotta shout them out every time for sure they're my people for real um the thing about them is they were like 
well, Prime especially, was like, the first day I went into that studio, mm-hmm. I record three songs. Everyone's like, oh my God, yeah, these are good. You know, everybody tell me what they normally right. tell me. Like, For oh, sure. these are good. All these nice, yeah. <clears throat> he listens to all three and he says, I don't believe you. Okay. Oh, damn. And I was like, okay. You know, and me at first, I was like, I was not expecting criticism right, of right, that. Right, right. right. Cause I was like, everybody told me all day, like, oh, these yeah. songs are there. Yeah. And, um, so I really sat there and I was like, this man really came from my whole motherfucking life. <laughs> but, and then right. he says, you can do better than that. And you and I both know it. Oh, damn. Oh, and I was okay. like, you've never met me before. How right. do you know that? That's crazy. And so I went in to the booth the next day and like re-recorded everything and like actually did it and like realized that you, there is more to it. the performance of it. I wasn't mm-hmm. all the way in it. I'm like, but up to that point, I had gotten by with just like Doing... singing my kind of like casual, mm-hmm. not even lazy, but just right. like f- sort of like floating casually mm-hmm. yeah. as I sing. And he's like, no, like make me believe what you're saying. Damn. And that yeah. like really hit me. I was yeah. like, yeah, shit. Okay. Yeah. I was like, no one has, no one in my life, and like that's the part I tried to tell him. I'm like, never before in my life has anyone ever told me that I could do something. Like it sounds really (laughs) so bad that I'm saying this out loud, but no one's ever like said to me like you can do better than that. Wow. So to have him say that to me, and me sit there and be like, yeah, you're half-assing this. Like you literally can go, you can go harder than this. Yeah. And like honestly, really influenced like my art and stuff when I got back too, because I'm like, if I can go harder than this in art, like I'm comfortable. Yeah. yeah, I should not be comfortable. You took that to all phases. Yes, yeah. like I took that seriously. Yeah. Yes, I can go harder. Yeah. And like that garden about to be something. Yeah. So like I'm working on art pieces to go with that. Right. I knew. I knew it was coming. Um. Yeah. So I've got a whole bunch of like art pieces for the garden that are going alongside of it, and like some photo, old photos I found of my mom in the garden, like when she was growing up. Shout out to mom. So it's just gonna yeah. So it's just gonna be like I think a really cool kind of vibe. Um. But I'm trying to kind of curate this experience to be, like, I'll be, it'll be the live, like, party or whatever to release it. Yeah, but it's yeah, also yeah. going to be, like, an art show. So it's, like, a whole experience, you experience know? Because really, like, the garden is an experience. Like, the whole yeah. thing should be an experience. And I think, like, we see big artists do conceptual things. Exactly. So Why not the us? only reason that, the only reason I wouldn't be doing that is if I'm not taking myself Seriously. seriously. And Ooh. I take myself seriously Ooh, now. Yeah. And honestly, I didn't take myself seriously until I went to New York and recorded with them. Wow. Musically, especially. Yeah. Musically, more than artistically, I've taken myself seriously yeah, yeah, just yeah. because, like, I've been doing it longer. Music's just been more of like a, I kind of fell into it and didn't really realize, like, kind of that I could sing until right. college or like that. You know, I didn't know that I could really sing, so I just I was so shy. I didn't really do it growing up. Yeah, because it was more of like Ooh. a performance. I have so much performance anxiety, and that's something I've that. so what, really had to work through. What was it was like your first... Like, oh, my God. This is a whole story. It's actually a very kind of semi-long story. Is it okay? It's a part two. Uh, is there a part two? Ooh. I mean, I'm cool with that. Where I'm are we cool at now? part two. Yeah, shoot. <laughs> All right, whatever. All right, anyway, I'm going to just keep talking. Make sure y'all come back for the Blue Shades podcast part two. <laughs> CJ, um... But yeah, it's your host, Jared. And that's no Rocky. CJ, we appreciate you. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. I'm weak. Not y'all saying part two. Oh my god. Let me try your tears. Give me all your fears, baby. Open up your heart.